Hello, everybody. It's your favorite, Dr. Randolph Shaban. I am a person who is interested in talking to America about American unity, about being able to see that we all want 99.9% of the same things, no matter what we call ourselves in this world. Because I think that's all that's important, really. And uh, being able to look at your fellow human being as a brother or a sister, rather than a competitor or some sort of stranger, is the mindset that I am both religiously and scholastically trained to adopt. And that has made my recent life very difficult until I had uh, a recent near-death experience that is beginning to put this all in perspective. So I'm at this critical moment where I'm encountering my own mortality last Thursday, and my brain zeroed out and zeroed in. It was almost like a great horizon of light, but just in my head. I was just imagining it. Don't get all dramatic. I, I didn't see this. It's not like I had a vision. I just saw a great horizon of light collapse into a single moment. And then, well, that was the moment when the car hit me, when I had that image. But in the zeroing, one of the things that happened was I, I realized I was at peace. So for me to be at peace is interesting. So I've been angry for like seven months. What are the implications of me being at peace? Well, I would stop writing such terrible music. I might let other people move on with their existence without me naming them. I might let myself off the hook for not being able to prove what I need to prove about these people. Because, uh, frankly, the police aren't acting that interested anyway. So, you know, until I complete another investigation that I'm doing, I, I got to hold them harmless for the law's failure to do anything about their malfeasance and to protect everyone in the society from what they did. That's interesting. So, I'm ready to be on a forgiveness path. How can I forgive anything? Well, it's interesting. Most of you who are wise know that if you carry around anger in your heart your whole life, you're going to die really fast. The anger alone can kill someone. And so that got me to thinking, if I'm going to speak about a forgiveness parameter 
to some of my clients who are trying to judiciously divorce. You hear that? Judiciously divorce? Divorce isn't a sin. Divorce is a wonderful... We should really have divorce celebrations. Have you seen it? Have you seen it where the people get together and they have a divorce uh, ceremony like a wedding ceremony? It's kind of crazy looking, but it actually has some ethical substance to it. It's a celebration. It was depicted on Netflix or I don't know what it was, but it's like a celebration of, I think it was on YouTube, a celebration of the marriage that was and what the two people learned from each other. And then they, you know, acknowledge that they should now separate. And usually if there's children involved, the children are part of the ceremony. So interesting. So interesting. Very rarely, I think, can these things happen because I don't think most adults are that mature. I'll tell you the truth. But I think most people should be trained in these ideas because I think giving people options is always a good idea. Giving people no option, well, that's a little cruel. So here's my new thought about forgiveness. Forgiveness is mine, saith the Lord. Huh. See, the problem with having read the Bible three times is that I'm starting to lose the data again, and so I have to now go back and read it again. It takes a surprisingly long time to read that, I have to tell you. But if you do it, you know what's in it. And if you've read enough of it, you understand why people are reading this document. It's not just because they're blind followers of a God, or that they think that they should, or that they're pretending to be Christian or Jewish or whatever. It has nothing to do with pretending when you're at a certain level of faith. You just are in an encounter with the critical existence, uh, with your critical moment, just surviving day to day, just making do. What I'm starting to understand is it's not my responsibility to protect the rest of you. We have, as a family, spent tens of thousands of dollars to try to do that. And I think if the law is going to fail you, and we can demonstrate as an estate that we tried to do the damage control around two monsters that we know about personally. There has to come a point where you hold us harmless, right? Hey world, we're telling you they're in our own family, but you're not even paying attention. Because it's not convenient. It's an inconvenient truth, as Al Gore said. And maybe you have bigger fish to fry. And that's fine. I get it. 
Everybody has to close cases and move on. But where does that leave me? Do I stay the angry angel for the rest of my life? Because I don't really want to play the role anymore. It's been fun, but, you know, it's actually been horrible. Horrible. I'll never forget when one of the perpetrators was talking to me about my music, said, I'm your biggest fan, but you sound like tortured about something. And I'm looking at this person and I'm just like, are you for real? Well, the answer is, of course, no. Never. And that's been the hardest part about grieving his loss, you know, is uh, when I said Mortal's Cottage, I meant every word. And in grieving his loss and coming to grips with his loss, I realize that I'm asking law enforcement to put in uh, custody and protect the society from somebody whom I've already grieved. Now, some of you are going to point out right now that I just made a mistake, right? That who I'm grieving is the person who I thought that person was, not the person who I want put in jail. And, uh, I have to say, it's my hyper-responsible nature. I'm embarrassed that this thing is in the world wearing my name. Call me vain. But I don't think it's good for my family or my children to be associated with that. Call me vain. Call me horrible. I've heard it all. So then what? Rest on my laurels again? The answer is no. But I will turn my mind to the good and not the evil. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures etc., etc., etc. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know thou art with me, thy rod and my staff, thy comfort me. I shall fear no evil. All that stuff. You know, screwing it up. It's not my work, it's David's. But I really believe it. So, um, so does my dad, and it hangs over his bed. My Aunt Esther made it for him. Somebody I thought 
the person who I'm talking about, revered, loved Psalm 23, and knew my father loved it. It must suck to feel evil inside when there's so many good people around you. It must be a wretched feeling to pretend to be a warrior of God when there are so many real ones around you. Huh. It's hard. Self-development is tough. So, am I going to be angry about that for the rest of my life, or am I going to let this one off the hook like I do everyone else? Because I have to tell you, I don't judge people normally, but I have the biggest judgment in the world for one who wears my name. It's this thing. It's this thing. It's like uh, King's blood. It's like a thing. It, it, it's like it's like when you own your shit in this world. And a huge part of that is taking a look at the people who disconfirm you and asking you if they're of any quality or not. And um, the magic spell is only two letters. If you say the word no, the gates open. The gateway spell is no. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you're not a witch. Sorry. But the gateway spell is no. When you say the word no, you create a boundary. The metaphor is to separate light from darkness. Okay. If you're permissive, the reason you're permissive is because you have no spine. I have been fortunate enough to have been surrounded by people my whole career who taught me about the boundaries, even when I didn't want anything to do with them. But they taught me the boundaries. They taught me how not to be dramatic. They tried anyway. They taught me about how to play it close to the vest. They tried anyway. A singer from Cinnamons and Play It Close to the Vest Kid. Uh, they tried to teach me how to keep my mouth shut. Um, I'll never forget Reverend Walter Lankford, who was the um, director of the information technology uh, arm of the College of New Jersey, <laughs> he had said to my supervisor, you know how I kept this career? <laughs> no, Walt, how'd you do it? <laughs> I learned to keep my mouth shut. He was trying to give advice to my angry young man supervisor at the time, who was another person I revere, Mr. Jeffrey B. Kurzweil who taught me something so important. 
he said, um, I was coming in and I had a list of 87 projects that needed to be done quickly, quickly. And I said, Jeff, you're going to have to fire me. Just gave me the job, but I have 87 projects and I, I'm, I'm not going to get them all done. And he laughed. He laughed. I said, you're going to have to fire me, Jeff. I'm never going to get all this stuff done. He said, Wolf, you'd have to kill somebody to get fired, first of all. And secondly, I have to tell you, he says, this stuff is not major stuff. It's just a job. We're going to prioritize the biggest fires and put them first. And if you have a project list a mile long, no problem. And then I went home to my mom and I complained about it. And she just patted my hand and she said, job security, honey. That's what a long to-do list is. Job security, honey. I get worried when state doesn't have work for me for some reason. I'm always rattling the cages. I'm like, you got something to send my way? Because I want to prove my value all the time. That's my character. It's also what tortures me. Maybe the reason why I have felt like I needed to prove my character my whole life was because I had somebody very, very close to me disconfirming me my whole life. Don't we kind of typically have that relationship with our mothers? Isn't that kind of a normal thing? I think so. But for whatever reason, there was extra gas on me. And I, I rose to the expectations that I was given and then exceeded them. So now I'm on to some other things. Today, I'm ready to relax my mind in the direction of forgiveness. Not forgiveness for anyone's sake. And this is the shock. You know, I named my musical explorations shockocracy. The shock is, the forgiveness is not for anyone else. It's for me. The highest level thinkers and writers on the topic of forgiveness are people like Tara Brock, uh, Brene Brown. They are the most popular names on the topic. Strongly suggest you check out their work on this, especially for people who are in uh, systemic family abuse situations where there are more players at the table in the abusive interactions than you think. And so then you have to look around and figure out who knew what, when, and blah, 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 and it just gets messy. No one wants to deal with it, least of all law enforcement, I'll tell you that. So, one of the things that you do when you want to heal 
a family system is you have to look at where the abusive patterns are. And you have to exclude the abusive pattern from the system. And this is where I get into a weird space emotionally and physically because it's like I have to learn how to sing my truth in this world because that's my path anyway. And it goes like, live and let live. You go your merry way. I'll live and let live. But if I ever hear from you, you know what I will do. I'll point all of my lasers at you and tell everyone who you are. You know who you are. other people if I can. I am just a man with the truth since my youth. I am just a man with the truth from my youth. And you don't wanna hear it anymore. It's a bore, I know. But one of the things I know is as far as we go, we're divided. I'm talking about the country, not just your family. It's happening in your family too, though. You don't know who thinks what, I'm telling you. It's happening in your family. You're so divided. Demons love secrets. Demons love secrets. Demons love secrets, but demons aren't people, usually. Demons love secrets, don't keep any secrets. Demons love secrets, yes, it's true. Demons love secrets, yes, it's true, and I'm telling you, any secret you do, it can be a gateway for a secret about you. And through that gateway, comes the darkness. And I've seen all the darkness in every human heart 
since the beginning of my career. I'm in your ear because of my career. It's worn on me. Can't you see? Yet I continue to serve. It's worn on me. So I seek guidance. And I get it. From doctors and friends, doctors and friends, doctors and friends, doctors and friends, lawyers all around. People, professionals everywhere. Doctors and friends, doctors and friends, they're all around. Even the lawyers say to me, listen, friend, this thing is run aground. Stop torturing you. Look at what you can do. You're a zephyr. You're an angel. You're a muse. Look at what you have, friend. You've got the Midas touch. And I'm like, but I'm such a tragic comedian. Or like your comedy's not funny. I'm like, it's tragic comedy. You don't get it. And they're like, actually we do. And I say, well, I'm doing it for free expression. And they say, you're doing it really to torture you. And I say, but these are my chords. Listen to my chords. There's no discord in the angels. And they say, well, listen, my friend. Wouldn't you prefer to have friends? Aren't friends a little better than angels? And I'm like, what will I do with my chords? And they say, don't use them in discord. And I'm like, well, don't you need chords for discord? And then my friends say, don't let your life waste away. Why don't you just live your life? Live your life. With your wife. Your kids need you. Live your life. And stop working so hard. Around the clock. It's like you're stuck. 
working away. And like, live your life. Look at your wife. She needs you to live your life. And I'm like, but what about them? And my friends are like, drop them. You just drop them. Everybody else dropped them. You can just drop them. And I'm like, but what if they hurt someone else? And they're like, that's someone else's problem. And I'm like, what if they really hurt someone else? Like they hurt me. And my friends say, you screamed from every mountaintop. You did everything you could. You even hired people to try. You really did. You did everything you could. But while you did, your kids cry. They need their mom and dad. And if dad's preoccupied with Injustice? Well, what's going to happen? You only missed half a year. Only missed half a year. Gotta make up for some lost time. Make up for some lost time. It's only the plague, man. Make up for some lost time. Take a look at your gifts. Take a look at your gifts. Turn those chords into something good. You can. Like every night you do for your kids. You haven't flipped your lid. You're psychologically healthier than you think. It's time to say this isn't trauma, it's rage. And rage is cute. For a minute. And I say to my friends, thanks for talking to me. And they say, it's easy with the muse, you see. We're always amused to talk to a muse like you. And I say, this is the satire part C. And they say, but of course it is. But of course it is. Now you need to work on forgiveness. It's for you, not for them. Forgiveness in your own heart. You burn like a very bright star, a justice star. That star burns so bright in your heart. But the truth is not available here. They feel what you'll find, and you'll have your mind. 
so defended. Defended. Don't be so offended. Just defend it. You have your mind all the time. You'll never mind all the time. All the time you'll get back for your kids. You have your mind all the time. You can remind yourself all the time you want to be available for your kids. Make them the pop-up's favorite breakfast they like. Omelets they like with hot dogs in the middle. One of them likes Mexican cheese in the middle. It's time to relate. Start feeling great. Be grateful for the miracle of your survival. You should be amused. You muse. You muse. You should be amused. Let them go. You told everyone you know. What else can you do? It's the criminal justice system, the criminal justice system. It's only justice for the criminals. It's not the victim justice system. It's the criminal justice system. The elders, they invented it this way. Plausible deniability is the rule of the law. Intent doesn't matter to prosecutors. They don't care. They don't care. Draw the lines for them. Show the text messages. They're not interested. If the medical examiner says it will be a hard case to prove, I don't care how nice your suit is, you're not interested. Didn't come to work today to work. Mainly came to work to get paid. I understand working hard isn't in the contract. I know every letter of the contract. It doesn't say work hard. It says work. You have no obligation to work hard for this jerk, this jerk on the ukulele. I'm just a jerk in an office. This jerk on the ukulele. I'm just a jerk singing at you. You have your own life, I get it. I do too. I guess I should get back to my life. 
You think so too? Fortunately, I'm not like you. Slavery chords, folks. Here it comes. I'll try to be normal like you. I'll try to be normal like you. But you're not out here. And you don't see me. And you don't care about this little kike from the Northeast. That's what he called me. In a text message. And you don't see the hate crimes. So I'm dropping my case. Or I'll erase everyone who says they seek justice. I might hit a race of my case. <laughs> giving forgiveness. Forgiveness. If I said it, it would go something like this. I walk on water. I'm not dead. But I'll forgive you. Just my brother, Ned. I walk on water. I have a wand. As long as you and her stay mainly gone. If you approach my kingdom, If you approach my kingdom, I will send all my dragons from above. Approach the wall. Square your shoulders. Stand tall. Daenerys is rendering judgment. Daenerys was right. She couldn't forgive. I'm working on it. Daenerys was right, but I'm leaving it to God. Not me. Or my dragons.
Jesus was right. So was Nero. I walk on water. And I don't care. But you better stay somewhere anonymous. Over there. Listen to me. You have no rights. You have no rights. You've never been right in my life. You will stay away, I pray. And you're forgiven. Forgiven enough to stay the hell out. I will be reporting your calls. I've already recorded you more than you know. I have the evidence for the FBI. It's already submitted, friend. I don't know when they're calling. I have the evidence and I can post it on my website for all to hear. But I won't. This isn't extortion. I'm asking you to stay away. You will be dispersed all things that are your due. As power of attorney for my parents, I don't want to hear from you. As power of attorney for my parents, if I hear from you, I will continue to file motions against you emotions and emotions. Because of these emotions, I file motions. I'm forgiving you because I need the space, not because I want to erase. I know the Yiddish word. I know the Jewish word. I know the French word. I know the Spanish word. I know the Latin word. I know the Hebrew word. You fool, how old do you think I am? Zahor. Zahor. It's Hebrew. I sang it three times. You know that my rhymes are spells. Because I'm a bard. 
it isn't that hard to hear my spells because I'm just a bard. Three times. Three times. Three times I cast the spell. Remember. 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 See, I can't say it again because that would make it more than three. Unless I go to five. You don't know magic. It's the same as religion. It's the same as science. It is a science to do what I can do. You don't know all the books. Who does? Certainly not your brother. Certainly not. I know Brene Brown, I'm not dead, I walk on water, but you can't net, not unless you get on a boat, not unless you get on a boat, not unless you get on a boat and try. I don't want to know if you try. Don't want to know if you try unless you can make an abject private apology to me. But since I gave you the opportunity to cry to me, and instead I got your rage. I know what that is. I've met Nazis before. What makes you think I haven't? Did you think I've been sheltered in this world? Yes, I've met Nazis. I've referred them out. You can't treat a Nazi if you're afraid that it's this kind of crowd. Imagine a Jew sitting with a Nazi in the room, trying to figure out how to discharge the Nazi in the room. The conversation goes like this. You have treatment needs that I can't meet. I'm a licensee, and I have a fiduciary responsibility to tell you 
that there's a limitation on my ability to help you with your problem. Aren't my fiduciary relationships lucky? So then I give them the name of a professional association that might be able to refer them. But I also give them a warning. I'll tell them that something about the parameter might limit their ability to work with other therapists. And it may be difficult for them to find another therapist if they state things like they say, do things like they say, hide things like they say, and claim it's virtue. Your privacy sucks. And it's a lie. There is no privacy under Google and Amazon's and Facebook's eye. I'm getting tired here. I'm just going to tell you something that's a little queer. I forgive you only to get you gone. Live and let live is sweet to my heart and sweet to my soul. And I don't know why that can be, but it's true. I'm still going to cooperate if somebody asks. I'm still going to cooperate if somebody gets curious. I have a duty to my society to do that, don't you see? And I'm going to let you go. But as for the record that's real, well, that's for you to deal with. I almost died last Thursday. Some people didn't call. Some people didn't write. I wouldn't expect you to write. I hope you're living your life. But I'm letting you go so I can be free. Finally, free from you. But if you come and knock, we guard against cowards and thieves. Swords will be drawn metaphorically. If you come knocking like you count, you do not. My decision is final, dead man. Dead in my heart, not dead, literally. 
final dead man, dead in my heart. You're just a weird ghost. Through this world you coast. Just like in school, you just got by. You never really try to see. Like me, the truly colorblind guy. You never tried to see. You never tried to hear. You gave in to your fears. And it worked. And everyone will know what I know. But go. Live whatever part of your life is left. I'm done being normal for you. I'm done being normal for you. And you're not out here. And you don't see it. There's more to life than jealousy. Try gratitude. I said, since the beginning of time, satirically, try gratitude, and you'll be forgiven, but you won't know. Because we don't talk.